ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between, pardon me, I'm a little bit, there's you go, I'm a little bit too high, just a little bit too high. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, and evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 564 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true nonfiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today, my beloved, we are reading Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you uh, for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I thank you, Lord, hopefully with others, for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. 
And Holy Father God, for those of us who are born again and saved, Lord, we individually and hopefully collectively confess our sins, our faults, and our failures unto you. And Lord, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would crucify Lord our flesh and the old man within us. For those of us who are saved and fill us afresh and anew Lord, even at this time, with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, I continue to pray for the uh, salvation of my own wife, Marika White, of 30, over 34 years of marriage and uh, who is here helping in the ministry tonight. Uh, and as I have been praying for many years, I pray that she will lay aside her pride and uh, truly uh, believe in you and not just be religious, but truly born again for as you know, Lord, it makes a difference. And uh, Holy Father God, in this day of hypocrisy and phoniness, Lord, we know that many in the church uh, do not like this kind of exposure and truth. Uh, but I do thank you for giving me the liberty because no husband, nobody wants uh, to uh, have to deal with this like this. Uh, but Lord, I thank you that I've been praying for her behind the scenes and I have no interest in uh, forcing her to pray a prayer. This is something that she has to do as she did on her own when her first two daughters were leaving home. And she came to me and wanted to apologize to me and to the family for not being the wife and the woman and the mother that she should have been while raising, uh, while I was raising all seven of our children pretty much by myself. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would have it to be so. Uh, she has been wonderful today, uh, uh, and I believe in, Lord, you know, because of how you work in people's hearts via salvation, she could be wonderful, if not all days, most days, because it's not her being wonderful, it is you being wonderful. The only reason why I'm here is because of your 
being wonderful, not me. Uh, I, I truly realize that I am dead. Uh, and I thank you for that. I thank you for teaching me that a long time ago. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. And at the same time, Holy Father God, you use individual cases to impact hundreds and thousands and even millions of lives uh, by helping other people to understand that they may be religious and lost. As one of the candidates for the presidency of the Southern Baptist Convention has stated very clearly, most people in Southern Baptist churches believe that they are Christian but they are and that they're saved but they're not. I believe that's across the board in uh, across uh, all denominations in Christianity. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we're in the sad mess we're in today because many people think they're saved but they're not and they cannot sustain this without you. And so, open blinded eyes, and Lord, if my wife and I have to uh, um, be open about this, uh, something that's been going on a long time and has caused uh, problems, uh, and if it can help another wife and mother, husband and father, young person in the church, Lord, if it can save one soul, it will be worth it all. So, Holy Father God, I pray this not only for her, I pray this for everybody in our family, our family extended on her side of the family, my side of the family, open blinded eyes and unstopped deaf ears. And do that, Lord, among the thousands and millions across the country and around the globe. Uh, for, uh, Lord, as you know, it is uh, so shocking for me to even be here because I was raised in church, religious, but lost, and on my way to hell and didn't even know it. I had been on the mourner's bench, spoke in tongues, shouted uh, right out the church, uh, got baptized at the age of 12, and lost and didn't even know there was a hell. And I, I got saved out of religion by your grace. Dad being a preacher, mom being a preacher. And so I, I, I have an idea of what is going on here. There are many people in the church who are blinded. Have your Holy Spirit not give them rest until they come to know you as Savior. And Holy Father God, we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight that you would uh, cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife's life 100% and completely, never to rise again, and out of the lives of 
other people in our family on both sides and uh, out of the lives of other people in churches and families across this nation and around the globe there is a devil loose, uh, apparently. And so, Lord, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And, uh, Holy Father God, please rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Lord, from my wife today, and from our entire family, and, uh, uh, and from the lives of people, in families and churches everywhere. And uh, Holy Father God, I do pray for the salvation of the lost in the church and outside of the church, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving across this country and around the globe. Lord, please continue to receive all glory Uh, to yourself and lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, through such wretched people as we are. Demonstrate the power of your Holy Spirit. Grant me your freedom, your liberty, your unction, and your anointing in the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to understand your Holy Word, to comprehend your Holy Word, to obey your holy word, to apply it to our lives, and to live by it, to preach it, to teach it, and to preach your holy gospel. Save those who are lost, and revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. 
he layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. Ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned while praying, When I was a teenager, I wanted to get wisdom and knowledge and how this particular passage uh, connects with this presentation, preaching of the gospel. As a youngster, around 12 or 13, I, for some reason, wanted to try to get knowledge and wisdom and understanding probably just to show off so I set out I was lost and on my way to hell in a very religious family my mother was the main one who made sure her children went to church and that's a good thing Uh, she did not realize and didn't know really at the time what it meant to be born again to be saved and nor did my dad my dad was still lost because he and I as a little boy I would sit on his lap and smoke some of his cool cigarettes and uh, drink some of his Colt 45, and my my dad also, he also had a Colt 45 gun as well, and, uh, but anyway, he was lost, and at the time, he later got saved, I believe, through the preaching of Billy Graham, and uh, God drew him on in, and he changed dramatically. Um... But no one was no one was there to teach him or uh, disciple him, and so we grew up as a religious family, a typical religious black religious family, in the black church, for real, in the Baptist church. The Pentecostal Holiness Church. My mother ended up winning that battle. Uh, Disciples of Christ Church. The Pill in the Ground of the Truth Church. And then uh, 
firstborn, I believe the name of the Holiness Church, my grandfather, great-grandfather, uh, founded. And uh, I did not know I was on my way to a devil's hell, but I acted like a hellion with all of that religion, all of that church going. Because of my uh, uh, religious upbringing, I, I thought I was all right. But deep down in my heart, I knew something was wrong. And I believe that all people, they know deep down in their heart that something is not right. I believe God puts that in people. I knew something was right because with all of that religion, it was not right because with all of that religion, uh, church going and singings and food on the ground and everything else, BTU, church all day on Sunday, Somehow I knew I was not saved, and I, got, I guess God gave me the prayer to pray. As growing up with all of that confusion, Lord, show me delight. I cannot say I prayed that every day, but I prayed it, I prayed it quite often because I knew we just didn't have the light. I don't know how I knew that, but I did. But anyway. As a youngster, 11, 12, or 13 years old, I got the big old impressive Bible that most black families in the South had on the table in the living room. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you, you, you think you've seen a Bible. You have not seen uh, this Bible. Huge, about this big about this thick and so I set out to read it as a little boy my parents did not know I was not trying to impress them I didn't care whether they knew or not but I would I guess sneak and read that Bible but I couldn't get past Genesis chapter 2 before I got bored with reading the Bible. I found out later in life that you have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the author of the Bible, the Son of God. You have to be saved before you uh, could understand the Bible. I found that out after I got saved, December the 19th, 1979. When a young man with a big old Bible showed me from the Bible how to get saved. And then I truly got an understanding of salvation from a Baptist church, but a new kind of Baptist church where they taught the Word of God. So here's how I became a Christian and how you can too.
First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws just as I have. And guess what? The Pope has broken God's laws as well. So has the Dalai Lama. So has Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church in America. We're all sinners. Whoever's your favorite religious guru, they have sinned against God too. For the Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I know God is speaking to your heart right now. If you're not saved, I cannot explain it to you, but you know deep down that you are not born again, even though you are working in the church, and some would consider you dutiful and faithful, but we're all sinners. We all have broken God's Ten Commandments. If you are of age, you have lied. You have stolen money, stolen things from even your parents. <clears throat> yes, the change you stole off of the uh, drawer out of your father's penny jar, which included quarters and dimes and nickels, uh, you, you have broken God's Ten Commandments. I was so evil while in elementary school at Brinson Memorial Elementary School. The people were kind enough to come by and give us a little beautiful red Bible. It was so scintillating to me, I guess, I intentionally stayed back in the classroom while we were going out for recess and everybody walked out the door and yes, yours truly stole another beautiful red Bible. I'm ashamed of it to this day, but I did. Didn't read it, just stole it. And we all are sinners. Whatever you have stole proves that you're a sinner too. If you have lusted in your heart after something or somebody, after you... Uh, if you have rather dishonored and disrespected <coughs> and disobeyed your parents, you have broken God's Ten Commandments. If you have dishonored God by cursing, using His name, using His name in vain, you've sinned against God Almighty. You are a sinner. You are a criminal by breaking the law of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. There is a punishment for sin in Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sins. And if God will allow you to die because of your sins, he will allow you to go to hell to pay for your sins forever if you do not believe 
in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So you need to understand something <coughs> that not only I did not understand, I had no knowledge of the fact that I was on the road to hell. Even though I was doing hellacious things, which I do not take any pride in, I did not know I was on my way to hell, and I did not know how serious of a matter uh, that is. Seriously, in church all of my life, from the time I was born, I have been in church. Thank God for a church-going mother, and I'm sure that had an impact upon me. At least I heard about Jesus, but I didn't know Jesus. I never knew Jesus until I was 19 years old and in the Air Force. I knew about church, and I am convinced with the Dr. Ascol, I believe I'm pronouncing his name right, that most people in the church in general today are religious but lost. They think they're saved and they are not. <clears throat> so we need to have a crusade in the church, not, not outside of the church, in the church. And, and outside of the church as well. But if most churches would do some in-reaching, they would win just as, almost just as many people if they did uh, some outreaching. Thirdly, please understand with me, beloved, that you need to accept the fact that you're on the road to a devil's hell. Now, this is real talk. This is not fantasy talk. This is not play talk. If you don't believe that, listen to the words of the greatest man who ever lived. <clears throat> who happened to preach more on hell than he did about heaven. Who happened to preach more on hell than all of the prophets and all of the apostles. And, and, and sad to say, more than all of the preachers living today. By the way, in your church-going days, <clears throat> pardon me, how many times have you heard a preacher preach that you are going to die and go to hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? How many times have you heard a preacher preach on hell? Well, by the grace of God, I'm trying to make up for it because uh, I preach on hell every day. Jesus Christ preached on hell, and here's what Jesus Christ said in Mark chapter 9, verses 43 through 48. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never, that never, that never, that never shall be quenched. Go on with your bad self if you want to. But the fire shall never be quenched. You say, preacher, why do you preach the gospel every day? 
And every time you preach, you preach the gospel, unlike many other preachers, because the fire shall never be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt, that is, like a cripple, on a crutch or in a wheelchair, into life, than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. I know there's a group of people running around the world telling people that hell is translated the grave in the Bible and so forth. But see, Jesus took care of that. Uh, he mentioned the word hell, and then he mentioned the word fire repeatedly. And I have told these people, and I've told other people to tell them, it doesn't matter to me what you translate the word hell to mean. You can translate it to mean peanut brittle. I'm concerned about that word fire that shall never be quenched, sir, ma'am. And if you're wondering, I'm talking about the Jehovah's Witnesses, which my mother, bless her heart, she knew to tell us, you don't let you don't let the devil in our house. We're not interested in the Bible study. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched, and if thine eye offend thee, that eye, that word uh, offend thee, is talking about how that uh, you sin against God. If your eye causes you to sin against God, which includes uh, uh, sinning against yourself, you see. See, the reason why God ha hates sin so much is because not only are you offending Him, you're offending yourself. You're hurting yourself. The, the God, the main reason why God hates sin is because sin destroys His creation. The sin you commit, yes, it is against him and, and it offends him, but it hurts you. And it's going to hurt you for a long time if you die without Jesus Christ in the flames and in the fire of hell. So if thine eye offend thee, plug it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes. To be cast into hell fire, into hell fire, into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. The fire is not quenched. There's no fire station to come to put the fire out in hell. Hell is a very real place, hell is a sad place, hell is a bad place, and hell is bad news. You must understand the bad news so that you can uh, appreciate the good news, and there is good news. It's called the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, the most wonderful, most loving, and most important words ever said in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. He was speaking of himself. 
He gave up his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Should not perish, that is, in hell, but have everlasting life. And all you have to do is believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe his gospel that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. A very painful uh, experience. A humiliating experience for the Son of God. The Prince of Peace. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He died for your sins and mine and for everybody else's. Was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you. He paid your sin debt. If you want to connect it back to uh, the Old Testament history, he is the Passover Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world. That is, my dear friend, good news. And all you have to do is believe in him, trust in him, have faith in him. Call on his name, pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul today, and he will, he'll do it. You have his word on it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, in hell, but have everlasting life, that is, in heaven with God. And guess what? God wants you to be there. You're invited. But I believe they called it, you have the RSVP. You need to uh, go ahead on and accept the invitation and let him know you're coming. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell, man. Saved from hell, woman. I preach it. I preach it like this every day. You know why? Because I I was raised in church like so many people are in church today. They do not understand that they're on their way to a devil's hell just like I didn't understand. Had no clue I was going to hell. It's a miracle for me to be here because back in those days, Really, you know, we were footloose and fancy free as children. We left the house. Our parents didn't even know when we left the house. They didn't know where we went, and they did not know when we came back in most cases because they were at work or whatever the case might be. I could have died on some of the adventures that me and my boys went on many times. That's real talk. I should be dead. Not to mention high school. And all the crazy things we did. Uh, almost having accidents, drunk out of our minds, and all this kind of thing. Coming this close to a transformer on the highway. <clears throat> Hydroplane almost died. Should have been dead. And I listen to me. And I, I would have been totally shocked if I entered into hell. 
No one ever preached on hell. I never heard about hell other than when somebody uh, cursed using the word hell. So that's why I preach on because Jesus preached on it more than anybody in the Bible. And there's a reason for it. Because he wants you to take advantage of what he did for you. You need to understand the dangers of not doing so. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then you need to know how to do it. I just explained that to you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. You can do that. Do you know that everybody can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Everybody can do that. He made it so simple that everybody can do it. Call Even if you can't speak, you can call on his name with your inside voice. So let's do that right now. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as Jesus Christ has uh, told you to do. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Call on his name and pray and ask him to save your soul and he will. Follow me in what is called the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have broken your Ten Commandments. For as the preacher brought out, I have lied before. I have stolen things before. I've lusted with my heart after people and things. I've dishonored and disobeyed my parents. I have uh, dishonored you by taking your holy name in vain. And Lord, that's just a few of the sins I have committed in your sight. You know all about them. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son's name, uh, in your Holy Son, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, who paid my sin debt, who was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins and turn from my evil lifestyle. Cast the devil and the demons of hell out of my life. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, for the rest of my life. In the new life. For it is in your name I do pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, dear friends, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send to you to help you to grow in the faith and become the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, beloved, when I was a teenager, I wanted to get wisdom and knowledge. So I set out uh, to read the Big Family Bible. that was kept in the living room and that many families had in those days. We don't see them much today, but these are huge Bibles. But I couldn't get past Genesis chapter 2 before I got bored with reading the Bible. I just could not understand it. I found out later in life that you have to believe on Christ and get saved before you can understand the Holy Word of God, the Bible. So, so here is how I became a Christian, and here is how you can too. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law, the God who created the heaven and the earth. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. 
we die because of our sin. Our bodies go to a grave. Our soul goes to hell because of our sin if we don't trust in Christ Jesus as our Savior. And that leads me to my third point. Thirdly, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Matthew, 10, uh, Matthew 18, 8. Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 8, in the Holy Word of God. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Holy Bible states in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. <clears throat> now hell in the lake of fire, dear friends, is bad news. Uh, but I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who took away the sins of the world, said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Just believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you, so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul and to change your life so that you can understand the Bible better and learn it and do it and be blessed by it. And Jesus will save you today. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So, dear friend, if you are willing to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, believing in your heart that he is the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world and that he died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead, please pray with me this simple prayer and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day early one Sunday morning. Repeat after me the sinner's prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. I am sorry for my sins, and today 
I choose to turn from my sins. With your help, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried, and rose on the third day. I trust Jesus Christ as my Savior, and by your grace I will follow him as Lord from this day forward. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life today. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again, allow me to say congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my pamphlet, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Dear friend, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer.